You are now listening to episode 210 of the Big Bang Buzzcast, recorded on March 29th, 2021. I'm Roxanne. And I'm Nicole. And this week we're going to be talking about the Nerdvana Annihilation, which is episode 14? Yes, 14 of season 1. We were just talking about how we're almost done with season 1. Yeah. Went by... I can't believe it. It's like it's obviously a shorter season, but yeah, only a few more. And also, it's the first time we've ever had a recording schedule, which gets us through things quicker. (laughs) I mean, we did have a schedule like right when we first started, and then somehow that went out the window. But somehow, meaning I was in college and had very bad depression, it was my fault. We can blame me. Yeah. Well, I mean, then I also had major life stuff that threw us off whack for a while. But anyways, we're here now. So, and we don't have news, so we're just going to jump right into the episode, which is, again, another, like, fantastic episode. Season one I is just love so good. this episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so um, the episode starts with Sheldon complaining about his sandwich, which has the right ingredients, they're just in the wrong order, which I am a very picky eater. <laughs> you yep, know this. I know. Um, but I at least don't complain about the order of the ingredients, so... So but then again, I, I have like two ingredients on my sandwich anyway. There's so. really no way to reverse <laughs> yeah. the order on yours. Um, I do understand that the like I always put cheese against my bread. So I completely understand his thing. And I understand his reason why. Like I, I was completely following him there. The problem is when you see the ingredients on a menu, I have never felt that that is a promise to the order in which they go <laughs> on. I think it just means that like, this is what is included. Mm-hmm. So I don't really feel like that's necessarily, which I understand in like high end restaurants or like small plates type situations where it's more about like the presentation and the art than it is about eating the food then obviously things all have to look the same and be done the same way and done stuff like that. But I think it's pretty safe to say that whatever they were eating at the start of this episode did not fall in that category. Most likely not. Yeah, I I was wondering if like the moisture barrier with the cheese was a thing that other people would agree with. So I'm glad that you brought that up. (laughs) Well, I don't love lettuce on my... I'm more of a spinach person. Mm -hmm. But... um. It's, it's kind of like the, remember the moist maker from Friends? Same I was there. thinking about that too, yeah. I feel I like... completely understood. I'm like, Ross is like definitely having anger management issues here, but like his basic point is valid. Yes. That's the problem with Ross. Like on, like on the surface level, I would want to be best friends with him. But then you go off surface level and you're like, dude, reevaluate most of what you do. <laughs> I feel like, like Ross and Sheldon talking about sandwiches would be an interesting conversation. Oh my god, I would write it if I cared enough to. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? But like, seriously, like, okay, like, I wanted to at one point in my life, and not just like as a little kid in college, I was taking like museum curatorial type classes because I wanted to work and do a museum. Like Ross's job for a while was like on the dream job list for me and he's a nerd. So I definitely like the potential was there for me to be like, wow, Ross is me, but then no. Yeah. For the record though, people who say like growing up means that learning Ross was awful and Joey was sweet. 
Joey was problematic in pretty much all of the same ways, so I'm not playing that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Ross gets more of the criticism just because he had a very famous romantic relationship that was seen as iconic for a long time, and Joey was kind of an obstacle to that relationship very briefly. Um, so my version of it is growing up is realizing that Susan was an extremely underrated character and she deserved more love. Ross and Joey, I feel like they suck on the same level. Pretty close to it, at least. I would agree with that. And I feel like of the guys, Chandler was always my favorite anyways, because of that sarcasm. So I'm just going to say definitely, I definitely relate more to Chandler. I think... I feel like all of them definitely had issues, except for I remember one time somebody posted some like viral tweet or whatever that was basically like, wow, we all were like watching them in the 90s. And it turns out all of them suck. And like all of the replies were you leave Phoebe out of this. <laughs> yes. like, everybody, like even people who like make their entire personality hating friends, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I'm not going to go quite that hard on Phoebe. <laughs> like, Phoebe gets to stay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so then moving on from Sheldon's sandwich to yes. the time machine, Leonard is bidding on what he believes is a miniature time machine prop um, from the original movie, and no one else is bidding on it. Um, and he threw up we'll an find out why later. Yeah, <laughs> he threw up an eight hundred dollar bid, figuring someone would outbid him. Um. Which, like, I get that he thought someone would outbid him, but at the same time, $800 is a lot for what he thought would have been a miniature prop. But Well, he did also think it would go for thousands. Yeah. Um, so there is that. Um, I know there have been times for, like, horse racing charities that I have bid on something that I have no intention of buying or that I don't think I can afford because I know someone's going to outbid me. And then there were definitely times where I was like, come on, snipers, <laughs> we got close. And every single time so far, somebody has wound up outbidding me. So we were fine. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm like, oh, this is a charity I like. I'll force these people to bid higher. Or if someone I don't like will post, I am willing to go to $1,000 for this, just so you all aware. I'm like, okay, I'm going to bid 950 and then you have to. Um but also when he said it was a prop from the original film like here's my problem with it like I understand that they make like miniature versions of sets and stuff but like why would he think that it would go for thousands if it wasn't something that appeared on camera Mm -hmm. that's my main question here have you seen the time machine I haven't I haven't either. I have read the book. I definitely went through an H.G. Wells phase. And from what I understand, the movie doesn't follow it exactly, but it's basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. But feel free to correct me on that, anyone. I did like the book, although that time machine, I don't know what I was picturing, but it was not even remotely close to what this was. <laughs> yeah, that's not what I would picture either as a time machine. And then I like the... Um, I think that this this next part kind of I feel what am I trying how well I know what I'm trying to say I don't know how this next part I think kind of shows how when people say oh what is this worth it kind of depends on who you're talking to because Raj goes it's only eight hundred dollars and Leonard's like well that's my bid and Sheldon goes you bid eight hundred dollars <laughs> so like Raj it looks like if that was a buy it now he would just be like well that's a deal meanwhile mm-hmm. Sheldon is like what the hell about it of course Raj is spending his parents money but there's definitely times where people have I mean I'm sure well 
I know that there's things you spent money on that I'm like, you spent that much on that. And then I'm sure there's things I've spent money on that you've been like, well, you spent that much on that. So <laughs> it's interesting to me, though, because Raj and Sheldon have like very similar interests. So the fact that they had such polar opposing views on the price of this <laughs> was interesting to me, because I feel like for the things that you and I are both interested in. I, I can't really imagine there'd be many situations where one of us would be like, I paid this much for this, and the other one would be like, why? Yeah, I feel like we're, our interests combined, we're pretty even there. Yeah, definitely. Um, but we also enable each other. Like, there's times you're like, oh, I kind of want to get this, and it's something I've never heard of, and I'm like, do it. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe we're not a good example. Um, and then... I think what one of my might be my favorite part of the scene is as it's counting down and then it just goes snipe, 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 snipe. snipe. Yeah. <laughs> and Sheldon's, of course. I wonder why no one else bid on this. And then it jumps to <laughs> I understand why no one else bid. Also, I liked how it says like um like the whole thing there was like that it was full sized and I'm just like the fact that a real time machine doesn't exist, it's interesting that we're calling it full sized because maybe when we do invent a time machine, of course, according to Stephen Hawking's dinner party experiment, we won't. What if it's a lot bigger than that? What if it's a lot smaller? We don't know that something is full sized if we don't have a practical like example of one in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose that's probably the most Sheldon I've acted in a while, <laughs> and I did not love it. I suppose full size in reference to the movie prop itself. Yeah, probably that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> and and then the guys agreed um, prior to seeing this, which is also interesting that as they were still under the impression that it was a miniature one, they were each like, "Yeah, I'll put in two hundred dollars to share this." Um, but yeah, so they agree to do that as a timeshare time machine. I feel like sharing things like that never works out. For example, my grandma had three children and her urn has been in our foyer for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not really sure how that works. So then I also liked Sheldon's um, when they said who would like sell a full size time machine for $800 and Sheldon goes like, Oh, if it was a Venn diagram, that would be someone who's in like the circle of both like don't want my time machine and need eight hundred dollars. And um, that made me think and this is not even really all that related, but it did make me think of it, of how people were talking about how the most fascinating character in Jack and the Beanstalk was the man who sells Jack the beans because he has magic beans and apparently would rather have a cow. <laughs> And so when I heard that, I'm just like, if you had a time machine movie prop, I would be like, if you're so into it that you apparently got it in the first place, I feel like I would want eight, more than $800 for it. Yeah. Like, how much of a know. loss were they taking on this? I mean, unless they got it from someone who, like, worked on the movie and they just took it. Mm-hmm. And then Leonard will eventually get arrested for having it because they've been looking for that. <laughs> Also, so just, like, watching this episode reminded me of, like, so recently Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. of, I guess, at least a few months ago now. They had, like, a big, like, prop sale after the series Mm -hmm. ended. And one of the things that they auctioned off was it's called a containment module, which is, like, this huge, um, like, square unit that, like, they would use 
kind of like as a cell to like hold people in. Um, okay. <laughs> and it was like part of like on like their like on the planes, but like it could also like move and be individual type of thing. Uh-huh. But anyways, um, like it's something like looking at it, it would be like that would be amazing to own, but also like where in the world would you put it and what would you do with it? Especially um, us not living in our own place. Yeah. I did, like, I kept an eye on it in the auction. It ended up selling for $5,000. And then I was, like, searching on Twitter afterwards, like, trying to see if someone would post about, like, that they bought it. Like, and I was just like, I want to know what you're doing with this thing. And I saw some people, like, commenting, like, you should, like, people should buy that and then turn it into, like, an Airbnb situation. Um, which I would pay to stay in it. Especially yeah. if they lived in California, they could definitely get people to do that. Right. But But I feel like if I tried that, it wouldn't necessarily be a hit. (laughs) But, like, (laughs) if it was, like, you, I definitely think someone located near you. Yeah. Yeah, just the the concept of, like, buying, like, a full-sized prop and then being, like, okay, what are we going to do with this now? Definitely reminded me of that recent auction. I'm going to text you a picture of this just so you can see what it kind of looks like. (laughs) Okay. I have to have my phone up to my ear, so I'll look at it after, but definitely send it to me. Sweet. Um... What was I going to say? I don't remember. Yeah, I feel like for a lot... No, there are a lot of auctions that I follow to see what something will go for just because I'm curious. But if I'm going to buy something, I, like, kind of need to have an idea of where it's going to go. Like, one of my neighbors... Well, neighbor. She lives, like, a mile away. I watch her dog when she goes out to see her kids on the West Coast. And she was all like, oh, drop, stop by. And, like, you can drop off that book that you'd said I could borrow last June, by the way. I'd forgotten about this. She's still perfectly welcome to borrow it, but, like, it's been a year. Um, And she was just like, I have some horse stuff to give you. And I'm just thinking, my first thought was, what am I going to do with more horse stuff? I live in a 14 by 16 foot room. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We'll see, though. It might be, like, vintage stuff, which I'm always happy to have. No, I have definitely oh. bought things and been like, I have no idea where this is going to go, but I need it anyways. Okay, you sent it on Messenger so I could look at it on my computer, and I kind of am amused that it went for, like, half of their estimate. <laughs> right? Yeah, their estimated, what was it, like, five or... Eight, eight to ten K. Yeah, and it went for five. Do we know? I guess it says winning bid, so, like, I wonder if it didn't have a reserve. Um, there was, I don't remember, like, what the starting bid was, because I'm sure it was something, but... So, yeah, so the guys go downstairs, and they find the full-size time machine, (laughs) which I like Howard points out that it's a bargain with shipping, which, true, like, shipping would be massive for that. Yeah, but it's just like, okay, just because you can get something like that for less than $4 a pound, like, do you need to? Yeah. (laughs) Like, I remember when my sister and I were little and we learned the word sale. Every time we wanted something, we'd be like, mom, sale, mom, sale, mom, sale. And she's like, just because it's on sale doesn't mean we're buying it. Mm -hmm. I still need to remind myself of that often. Well, I enable you, so I'm going to say no, you don't. (laughs) Alrighty, so they have to get it upstairs. And here we have a continuity error because it's 2008. And Leonard said the elevator's been broken for two years, but we know it broke in 2003. Mm-hmm. Via the staircase implementation. Yeah, I was going to bring up both that, because I didn't remember exactly what year, but I was like, two years doesn't sound like it was long enough ago. And then also just how they're talking about the broken elevator, that 
doesn't necessarily contradict with directly with what we saw happen, but it certainly implies that like they don't don't know like how or why it was broken. Yeah. Um, and then I love Howard going through all his credentials about how he can definitely fix it. And he just presses the button. It's just like, no, that baby's broken. Yeah. Uh, so then the guys end up pushing it up the staircase somehow. I don't How did they get it around those corners, man? I don't know how that would have fit. Pivot. <laughs> I, it's I, just like how they got that ship out of the Suez Canal. I literally showed my dad that meme of the boat and Ross saying pivot this afternoon, and he was very amused by it. I saw that tweet now that they've gotten it moving again, and it was like, um, I wanted to make a joke about the Suez Canal, but it seems that ship has sailed. <laughs> and I was like, perfect. I love it. And I was joking at work the other day. I was like, at work, we would say that the ship is in a persistent transverse lie, and the patients love that. <laughs> Alrighty, so they've gotten it almost to the top, and yet they can't get it enough for it to be convenient for Penny. Yes. Penny needs to leave for work. Um, I I am amused by Howard and Raj's screams when the time machine falls back down on them. (laughs) Yes! Um, Yeah, she's got to go. So Shotlin gives her the alternative solution to go up onto the roof jump over to the next building jump over the small gap and then use their stairwell which penny goes pretty quickly from you're joking right to like okay i guess i'll take the roof (laughs) i don't understand why she couldn't just crawl over it yeah i feel like that definitely would have been the better option like just get into the seat and then i realize that there's that like thing in the back but like if it's now against the wall, there would be, like, a gap between the back and the seat part, and she could just get out, like... do Can we see the dish from where it is? Because, like, Howard or someone did suggest they were going to have to take that off to get it up the stairs, so maybe that even would have been out of the way. Especially since, like, her entire personality in other episodes is just, like, I'm a farm girl, and I'm like, okay, I'm a farm girl, and I could have gotten past that thing. I don't even think you need to be a farm girl to get past that thing. Like, just go back in your house, your apartment, get tennis shoes, I don't know if she, I don't know what shoes she was wearing, but just climb over it, and then if you need to put your work shoes back on, put your work shoes back on. Yeah, like, if she's gonna jump over a three-foot gap on the roof, I would have rather climbed over a time machine yes and also like i don't know i just feel like this is a little contrived i mean it's a time machine so it's already contrived (laughs) but at the same time i'm like i feel like this didn't need to be as big of a deal as it was yeah as it turned into so then they finally get the time machine into the living room I, I was especially amused by Shelton's, like, I don't know what you were worried about. I think it really works in the room. <laughs> Which I was going to say, it's him using sarcasm, but also I think it kind of does work in their room because mm-hmm. there's so much crap. Like, it's already chaos in there. Yeah. And um, Leonard says it's the, by far the coolest thing he has ever owned. Which if you own, like, a full-size time machine, yeah, I think that he pretty easily takes the cake. I think we do need to emphasize again, it's a full-size time machine prop. Yes. Like an actual full-size time machine would absolutely be the coolest shit. Um, And then Raj's little thing about the guy next to me is always like, I have a jacuzzi on my balcony. I have a jacuzzi on my balcony, but wait till I tell him I've got a time machine on my balcony. (laughs) 
That but would, I do agree. Go ahead. Or just that would be a very cool thing to have on your balcony. I do. Also, but should you keep it outside? I guess it doesn't rain where you live. Yeah, not often. But yeah. true, weather concerns. I know, like me immediately. I'm like, you can't keep that outside. <laughs> um, but when Sheldon says practicality dictates it remains here, like, yeah. Yes. We just watch them get it up the stairs. Yeah, that's not something you would want to move. Definitely not twice a month, and even every other month, either way, is too often. And then I like um, Sheldon saying that they need to have pants worn at all times (laughs) in the time machine. Um, Just based off of that, uh, what was I going to say? Based off of that time machine, I'm like, I feel like it would not be practical to get it on in that seat. Like, there's stuff right there. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, how would that work? I don't want to know. Nobody tweet us and tell us how. Uh, I'm like, like I'm okay living in a world. But I can see Howard trying anyways, so. I can see him trying, but, like, I can't picture it. Mm-hmm. So then Leonard gives it a go with his turn in the time machine. Um, and then there's the debate about what year or when he should go to. Uh, with his initial decision wanting to go see Alexander Graham Bell inv- invent the telephone, but then he ends up going far into the future instead so he can get a cloaking device. So they can go to past pre- events and hide and not ruin things. Yes. Now, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I remember the telephone. Okay, so uh, there is a lot of controversy over who actually invented the telephone. Um, there is... Um, Another person who apparently made a phone call on February 14th, 1876, but did not file the patent before Alexander Graham Bell's lawyer did. Hmm. I feel like I've probably heard about this and I just forgot about it. Um, Yeah, so he's obviously the one credited with it, but he, um, he... probably it's generally believed in terms of like people who have looked into it that he did not actually do it first i believe that they did invent it independently of one another just like the discovery of calculus or whatever but um yeah i don't i don't believe the first call was actually bell i think it was a month earlier Mm -hmm. he's just the one that everybody knows about and then i liked their little bit of time travel discussion there about how the time machine if it moves in space or not so mm-hmm. he would just be in like 1876 in california yeah 1876 pasadena yeah which would not be helpful and then i loved when they end up doing the time machine thing and like everybody commits to it yes like no like at least that we saw like conversation it's just like okay we're moving into the future and then everyone just like goes for it Like, obviously, this is what we're going to be doing right now. So can we talk about the time jump that apparently happened here? Mm -hmm. Because in the time that it took them to get the time machine up that final little bit and then get to into their apartment and then have that conversation and do that. Penny apparently jumped to the other building, went down the stairwell, had an eight-course meal with somebody else, got to work, probably argued with them about her shift, and then came back. So is that just telling us how long we can imagine that it took them to get it up the full (laughs) building, if it took that long just to get it up that final bit of stairs? This was like, was this like a full-day project? Yeah, unless she was exaggerating, which I mean, maybe. 
Um, and then I don't really understand her getting like so annoyed about it because it's like if they had been moving like furniture up the stairs, it would have been the same situation. Like she's kind of it's kind of a low blow to be like, oh, you guys are so childish because she's mad. Yeah, like I definitely get her just frustration in general about how her day went, but that she took it out on them in that specific way was not cool. I did like her. It looks like something Elton John would drive through the Everglades, though. (laughs) Because it 100% does. And then Sheldon's like, it only moves in time. It would be worse than useless in a swamp. (laughs) (laughs) Which then Penny calls them pathetic, completely pathetic. And then as the other guys jump back the time machine and Leonard stands there and looks very sad. And then we cut to the night. Yes. Uh, With it being two in the morning and Leonard sitting in the time machine and Sheldon's just like, hey, it's my turn. Um, Yeah. And then, of course, the conversation about Leonard wants to go back in time and stop himself from getting it. And Sheldon points out that that would be a paradox. And then Leonard's like, well, can I, what, knock, (laughs) knock, knock out Sheldon yesterday? That would be a paradox. But he could do it right now. So. Which would make the present so much nicer. Yes. Um, and then I liked when he asked Leonard if he was upset and he's listing things off and Leonard's like, yeah. And Sheldon's just like pleased with himself. Like, <laughs> I don't usually pick up on these things. Like, yeah. he was all happy. Like, oh, good for me. And then when he says, do you want to talk about it? And Leonard's like, maybe. And Sheldon's like, wow, I'm on fire tonight. <laughs> yeah. So Leonard's upset because girls like Penny never end up with guys who own time machines. Which technically he doesn't own it by the time they end up together, but still. (laughs) Also, my sister and Joe are definitely that type of couple in that way. Mm -hmm. He would spend a butt ton of money on like some nerdy thing and she would just kind of like judge him a little bit and then get over it. So, Um, And then Sheldon points out that um, his failures with Penny have already been established. (laughs) And I like how Sheldon points out, like, um, how various movies where Leonard's premise is flawed and Leonard's like, those are movies. And Sheldon's like, well, of course they're movies. Do you want an example with a real lifetime machine? Also, can we talk about how the pitch for Back to the Future had to have gone? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like John Mulaney, I think it was him that did a thing about it. Um, But he basically was just like, okay, so here's this dude who's a disgraced nuclear physicist, and he's best friends with this random ass high school kid. (laughs) And then they have like, they go, they go back in time. And guess what they do when they're there? (laughs) It was this whole thing. If I find it, I will send it to you and just link it in one of our bullet points, because I feel like anyone who likes time travel shit would appreciate it Uh, but I don't know if it's on YouTube but um, if not it's in one of his Netflix specials I think I don't remember but I don't um, need to watch his specials like I've only seen like clips of some of his stuff and gifts but I've never like watched a full show okay one night you want to sync up and watch together yes I am down okay we will do that maybe next weekend because I will be in the hotel again it's a plan awesome okay cool um okay so we want to go to the next scene 
Yeah, so then... Which is the dream sequence. (laughs) Yeah, then from there, it goes into Leonard's dream. So it jumps back to them in the stairwell, pushing up the uh, time machine. Um, Penny needs to go to work. And so Leonard's like, okay, no problem. Throws off his glasses, opens up the elevator, lifts Penny into the elevator as he's holding onto the cable. Which would hurt his hand so much. Also, it gives me Pop Sparkle and Buzz Electric vibes. <laughs> like, he has it. one move, and we know it. Yes. Um, and why did he need to take off his glasses to do that? I don't know. I think it's just the narrative that you're cuter without glasses. I'm still so angry that Amy didn't wear glasses when she got married. Like, she would have been just as beautiful of a bride with her glasses, and it also would have made more sense. Mm-hmm. It I've also, about that before. It gives me slight, like, just makes me think of, like, Superman, how, like, Clark Kent, you know, then takes off his glasses then to be Superman and have all the powers, so. That's probably what they're going for. I had no idea about that due to my complete lack of interest in superheroes, but I learned something today, so I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Like, it gives um, me those vibes as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then I love when it cuts back to the present Leonard's face. <laughs> Which, that one was funny because, like, there's some dream sequences that you don't realize was one, but that was obviously, it was, like, so dramatically, like, bad that, like, you knew it was one, and I feel like that actually makes it well done, like, how bad it was. Yeah, like, you're probably, like, on first watch, like, confused for a second at first, like, wait, why are we back here in the hallway? And then it goes that way. I thought at first that, like, he was, like, getting rid of it, Mm -hmm. but then I was like, oh, I see what they're doing. I can't remember what my first thought was and i'm sure it was like confusion for a second but also i feel like we just have to mention while we're here how penny later (laughs) ends up with a picture on her fridge that's like a behind the scenes picture (laughs) of like johnny and kaylee when they're like so-called hanging inside the elevator um and just grinning and then like yeah that picture ends up on penny's fridge I really want to know if someone just had that picture and decided to put it up and wasn't thinking or if they were like, hey, let's put it up and just amuse ourselves Mm -hmm. with it. I could see it going either way. I was I was the other day I was looking through like a whole bunch of I think I was trying to like delete old pictures from my phone and I came across a bunch of screenshots I took from when Big Bang Theory was ending. And I think it was Malaro or someone I don't know, someone from, like, the set, like, they posted pictures of, like, Penny's fridge and prop things, and they mentioned how they love that she has that yes. elevator picture, and, like, one, they wonder how she got it, and then Johnny <laughs> commented that, like, he figured that Leonard, like, recreated it from his dreams <laughs> memory. Like, I think we had a headcanon on the forum at one point where we, like, once they got together, he was just, like, so funny story, and then, like, she was really <laughs> amused by it and was, like, we should take a picture like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can rem- see that going down. I remember, like, just, like, when that picture first pops up on her fridge, like, when the fandom noticed, like, wait, is that this? <laughs> and, like, screenshots and zooming in, and, like, it is. Yeah, so then after Leonard's dream, um, we have, basically, assuming the next day, Leonard's boxing up his stuff, because um, he's going to sell it all, and they, they try to make offers, but he's going to sell it all to Larry at the comic book store. And uh, I'm very glad that Penny ends up just being like, no, do your shit. Because, like, it would be, it's really toxic on both ends. Like, it would be toxic of Penny to be like, we are not going to get along anymore unless you get rid of everything. Like, 
just everything. Like, I understand her being like, look, this time machine is a problem, but like all of his shit. Yeah. Like, that would be awful. And then it would also kind of be like with Leonard, like it would just kind of be more of the doormat thing. Like she was upset with him about the time machine. And so he's like, okay, I'm going to get rid of everything. Like, dude, I love the spine that you grow later in the season, later Mm -hmm. in the show. Like, and you know, I was thinking like, like watching this, it's nice that like Penny, she doesn't realize that he's going to like be selling all his stuff when like she makes the apology, like initially, because like she just has like Sheldon attacking her as a hypocrite. And she's just kind of like, okay, I'm confused, but if this is about yesterday, hey, like, I'm sorry. And, like, she go ahead and she goes into that apology, even, like, without knowing, like, how, like, extreme Leonard was taking it, you know? It's not like her apology yes. was in reaction to that. It was, like, a genuine, like, hey, like, that was out of line yesterday. And I also loved, I know we're getting ahead a little bit, um, but I just kind of loved Sheldon's, like, uh, uh, the way that he called her out on it mm-hmm. like the key gives the example <laughs> like him leaning over for the hello hello kitty like he's actually talking to her yeah cat. I love that but anyways going back a little bit I absolutely loved when they're like bartering about it and um uh Sheldon's like oh I'll match this price and Raj is like I'll match it plus a thousand rupees what's the exchange rate none of your business yeah. <laughs> um my boss when I lived in Kentucky was Indian And, uh, I don't think he expected me to know like anything about exchange rates because like, I understand like a lot of people in the United States don't. Um, and he pulled out like this big stack of money. Like it was probably an inch thick of like paper rupees. And he was like, how much do you think this is worth? And I was like, hmm, dollar 20. And he just burst out laughing because (laughs) he was expecting me to say like some big number. And then he could be like, nope. This is how weak the rupee is against the dollar, but I kind of beat him at his own joke. How much was it? Do you remember? Um, this was five years ago, so no. Yeah. But it seems like the current US dollar would be 72.75 rupees. All right. Yeah. So Raj's, was it 1,000, 2,000 rupees? Isn't going to go very far. 1,000 rupees is currently, I don't know about 2007, is $13.75. Yeah, not not far at all there. But it was a good strategy because I feel like rupee sounds kind of like ruby. And like when I was little, I thought that like if you had a rupee, like you were like set. It does sound impressive. Yeah. It does. Like dollar. What is that? Like, let's be real. Like, let's look at those two words by themselves. (laughs) I would think, knowing no context, that the rupee is way fancier. It does, yeah. It, like, it makes you think of gems, so. Exactly, Fancy. like a ruby. Yeah. Yeah. And Leonard was and then, trying to get out, ahead. but he ended up, he held up his uh, mint predic- mint condition production error uh, action figure as a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Hostage. Uh, yeah, a threat. Yeah, hostage to um, open it if they don't get out of his way. And I like how he's like, hey, we're cool. We're friends here. And then I liked when um, uh, Leonard was like, if I sell to one of you, the other two are going to be really mad at me. And Sheldon's like, who cares as long as you pick me? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Looking at the big picture there, Sheldon. 
And then I know that this is Howard being gross, but I always laughed at Penny saying it's the things you love that make you who you are. And he's just like, I guess that makes me large breasts. <laughs> like, it's gross, but like, also, like, I just, I just found it funny because he wasn't saying like sp- specific. You know what I'm saying? Breasts. Like mm-hmm. he didn't say, I guess that makes me Penny's breasts. Like he just said, I guess that makes me large breasts. And like, just that's valid. <laughs> that's super. I mean, there was a joke in Two Broke Girls where they, I don't know if they thought someone was breaking in or they thought the apartment was on fire or something like that. But Kat Dennings is like, quit, grab two things you love and like grabbed her own boobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I know that it's different because it's someone with boobs making the joke, but Howard wasn't directing that at anybody specifically so i think that that's a little bit different yeah makes it a little bit better than if it was too specific so and then i know penny does kind of walk back her apology a little and just saying like oh good for you that you're like gonna get rid of the stuff but i think that she like i don't know it wasn't great but I think it was kind of partly her thinking that he like made that decision for himself and it's like okay you're making a life change like cool yeah, I you kind know. of see that as more of her just trying to be, like, supportive of whatever Leonard's deciding he wants rather than, like, okay, yeah, good, you do need to get rid of this stuff. Yeah, like, if you had told me, like, I'm boxing up all my Harry Potter books and I'm going to use the shelf to grow plants, I'd be like, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> you're growing plants now. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Hope you enjoy that. But, like, that wouldn't be me being, like, I'm not coming over there until those books are gone. Yeah. Imagine. Our friendship would end over that in a second. (laughs) You'd be like, okay, bye. (laughs) I like them, though. Like, for the record, like, even though I'm not into Harry Potter, like, I love your collection because there's, like, so many different covers and, like, bindings and artwork. And, like, just as a book nerd, I, like, appreciate all that you got going on. Thank you. I am I am quite proud of that collection there. Oh, you should be. Like I tell I have told so many people, like, I don't know if you like randomly get follows on your Potter Instagram, but like I have like told people at work who have talked about it and like I know people have been like, Oh, what's their name? I'm gonna follow them. So <laughs> I do still get like occasional followers there. I haven't like actually posted anything there in well over a year now. Um, but Oh my god, you should do it, do it, do it. I need to work back on that again. Anyway, so then we see Mike. Yeah. Well, like, right before that, Leonard is, like, so close to asking Penny out. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, do you want to, like, I don't know, later, and then Mike shows up. And it's, like, he's so close there. I mean, she would have told him she had plans, but, Mm -hmm. like, it was still, like, a ugh moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, But then I like how quickly Leonard rebounds. Like, he's just, like, my turn on the time machine. Yeah. (laughs) Like, okay, back to this now. And then we've got the tag of the episode, which is Sheldon's Nightmare. Double dream. Double nightmare. Yes. Which I, I, obviously they didn't fool me on the first one, but the when Leonard was all like, oh, like, we should get rid of it. Like, I thought that was real because I would have thought like, oh, Leonard, he's going to hire these guys to like come in dressed like that to like freak Sheldon out. Like I could 100% see that. (laughs) Once once they showed up and like to move it, I was like, okay, this is another dream. But I very do much like the idea that Leonard would have done that and hired them as a prank. Oh, absolutely, because like I would not put it past you to like send a minion somewhere. 
Like 100% would not put it past you. So, (laughs) well, now I feel like I have to do that at some point. Okay, I'm just going to tell you right now, if you send a singing minion to my work for my birthday ever, we will never speak again. (laughs) Okay, I'll avoid work. Okay, or just singing minion. Like, they can't sing, I don't like birthday song surprises, so just avoid that. Okay. Now I think, now I'm like, I'm going to expect some random minion somewhere. (laughs) When you least expect it, it will come. Next time you come visit, you'll put, look at like a card that has minion sounds and then you'll like take the sensor thing out and put it in my door so every time I open the door it'll play that I used to <laughs> prank people like that in college it was pretty great yeah I'm just giving you ideas we're gonna move you on. are yeah I'm just gonna have to take <laughs> I have a creative mind okay and I want to share ideas with other people even if it comes back to bite me in the butt noted Alrighty, so I loved just how the episode ends like I'm just getting up and screaming for Leonard <laughs> I wonder, like, how often he just has various nightmares and then just wakes up and screams Leonard's name. Well, she knows enough about... They know enough about his goofy nightmares. True. That becomes well-established later. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, this is just, again, overall, another very fun, I feel like, classic Big Bang episode. We are just big season one fans. We are. Which it's interesting because I feel like a lot of people, I feel like there's a lot of like in between, um, back, back when like Amy showed up and there was like a big faction there because there were the people that wanted Sheldon not with Penny and the people who did want Sheldon with Penny. And so like, there's even that like one like vintage Big Bang website where you have to like prove you're a shiny shipper with like documentation and references to get access to it. And it's like, we only love the first three seasons. And then there's other people who like really like Amy and Bernadette too, but it's mostly Amy, who are like, we don't watch any episodes from before she's in. And I'm just like, I like the earlier episodes, but it has nothing to do with that. Yeah. You know, like now, with Star Wars now, there's people who love the new movies, and I acknowledge that a lot of the people who don't like the new movies don't like them for, like, misogynist reasons or for racist reasons. I completely understand that. Um, I do not like the new movies because of how they killed off the original, like, trio. Like, that is pretty much 90% of my problem with it. The other 10% is I have some, like, fundamental issues with one of the romantic pairings. Um, but I feel like online, it's you either don't like the new movies and you're racist, or you do like the new movies and you're woke. Mm -hmm. And... I'm not going to not acknowledge the like a lot like, you know, there was there were women of color like bullied off of social media from like Star Wars fans who were angry that they were on there. And I am absolutely not going to invalidate that situation. Um, It's just I feel like there's not really a lot of spaces where you can like express dislike of other aspects of it which I am okay with because like there needs to be spaces to discuss the racism and the misogyny um it's just kind of made me like kind of pull back from Star Wars in general because I'm like when I like something I want to talk about it but I feel like I'm kind of like talking over important issues when I talk about it so I just kind of haven't been if that Mm -hmm. makes sense yeah um but like that I'm also someone who loves season one but it has nothing to do with who Sheldon's love interest is. Yeah, like, same, like, with Big Bang Theory. Like, I adore, like, Bernadette and Amy, and, like, I feel like the show wouldn't have 
ran as long and did as well as it did oh absolutely not if it didn't add them but at the same time like those first three seasons and for some reason like especially season one it just feels like i don't know like it's just like the random storyline it's just like random fun like it's always just fun stuff and like i enjoy like seeing the relationship stuff progress later on but i also like just like the simplicity almost of season one where like it doesn't have any of that focus yet or very and i think a lot of it a lot of it too was just that it wasn't like so much sheldon focus Mm -hmm. you know um like you know, the, the article about, like, is the Big Bang Theory becoming the Sheldon show? I actually believe that that did predate Amy. I think that that was, like, in season three that that came out. Yeah, um, I remember, was, like, mid-season three, like, when I was first getting into the show, like, that being a conversation at that point. Yeah, and I mean, maybe something else came out at the beginning of season four, but, like, Amy wasn't, like, super well-established yet. So, like, I, I really feel like that predates Amy. And obviously, we both love Amy. Yeah. Um, I would take Amy a million times over Sheldon, but, um, yeah, it's, it's just kind of interesting. Cause I feel like a lot of people who really like season one have like ridiculous reasons for really like seasoning, really liking season one, you know, just like people who were like, wow, season three really sucked until like episode 20. And then it suddenly got good again. And I'm like, we're not stupid. Yeah. Also, I think one of the worst episodes of the whole series was in those, that last handful of season three, so don't talk. Yeah. But, yeah, oh, we saved our little rants for the end of the episode, but. <laughs> it's all good. Now I'm really hot. This is interesting. In case Roxanne leaves this in, I got <laughs> a vaccine dose today, and it's the first dose, but I am, I, I was told that most people don't have side effects until the second one and apparently i am not most people so if anyone hears my interjections throughout the episode that is why that would be why yeah but which is fun which is funny actually because you got your vaccine appointment for the same day like after we recorded one day and we were like just talking and you were like oh my god i can get it right now and then like we were about to record earlier and i called you like 10 minutes before and i was like gotta go gotta go get a vaccine (laughs) so i guess it's just recording day that brings us good luck yes must be well i think that will wrap up this episode then uh, so, as always, if you guys have questions, comments, suggestions, you can email us at podcast at thebigbangbuzz.com or leave a comment on our website at thebigbangbuzz.com or tweet us at thebigbangbuzz with three Zs. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.